On this week's Third and Forever, Kevin and I recap Week 15, go over our normal segments, Performance of the Week, Nathan Beeman Award, Stock Up, Stock Down, and preview Week 16. And things as always, there are two in a drill. All right, let's go. This week's episode of the Third and Forever Football Podcast. And, and before I go any further, Kevin, I know I hinted a couple weeks ago that we had some things possibly in the works. Mm-hmm. So it is, I can now officially say that Third and Forever has decided to join the 10,000 Takes Network. So now we are now going to be called the Third and Forever Football Podcast presented by 10,000 Takes. Yes, we, uh, we we took a vote. It was unanimous. Um, it's a pretty big company we got here. So, yeah, yeah, uh, it's it's exciting though. Is, it, is this is this fame? I don't know. I mean, this is this kind of feels a little bit. I mean, I, never we were just before. kind of playing. We were playing <laughs> with this whole thing with um just just screaming into the void. This is our, our therapy when we started doing this, Kevin. And oh yeah, and and I have a couple guys, and I reached out to. Um, and I'll be dropping all their socials, but, uh, reached out to boss man for two, 10 K and, uh, he, he liked our stuff. They all listened and they liked it and we gave it terms. They wanted us to be a part of their network. And so if you're, if you're been following 10,000 takes for a while now, uh, and you're just now listening for the first time here on third forever, welcome. Uh, I swear we like to think we know things, but a lot of the time, you know, we're just like you. So. But we're entertaining, yeah, I, I feel like. I, I just view this as a validation that we're funny. I don't really know about anything yeah. else. But, it, you know, <laughs> it's it's nice to have someone else say, like, we don't think you're terrible. Yeah, it, it's nice <laughs> to be like, you guys are all right. That's cool. Um, so if you're listening for the first time, I'm, my name is Adam Oz. Uh, and my co-host, Kevin Olm. Uh, and I, I'm a Vikings fan. And Kevin I am Kevin's not. not a Vikings fan. I am not a Vikings fan. <laughs> At he's, all. A, he's a Packer fan. Yeah, if, if, so, uh, if you are a new 10,000 takes person, there's a yeah. there's a good to fair chance that uh, you may not – I might not be your favorite. Let's put it that way. Between yeah. Between the two of us. You'll, you'll hear Kevin's Kevin's the one that likes to come also, with the Also, if you are Tom Brady, that, that will also oh. be a problem for us. So there's yeah. a couple, there's a couple a, of demographics a that I hit pretty hard. I like to try to come with a little stat backing, but – you know, it is what it is. Stats. So stats are there to support a narrative, not the other <laughs> way around. So yeah, we're gonna dive right into it. Uh, our show's not very complicated, so it, it shouldn't be too difficult to follow along. Hopefully, uh, but basically, what we do is we recap uh, the previous week. We highlight some games. Always the Vikings and Packer games will be highlighted, as well as then we usually pick one or two other games from around the NFL. So we're not just talking about our teams. We're talking about the whole NFL landscape. Uh, and then we got some fun segments, which we'll explain when we get to them. But let's, let's start here with, with a little recap. Um, I, do, do you want to start with yours? I mean, or, let's start or with your game because I, mean, I feel like chronologically yeah, it happened first. Let's, let's start with your game. So you had a set a Saturday game. Um, it of course is the Panthers going to Lambeau and falling to the Packers in a kind of, in a pretty ugly game. Well, so um, th- this was one of those games where. You know, if you were if you were more of a casual fan and you see twenty one to three and you just turn the TV off, 
you don't really get a full grasp of you know the the whole picture when you zoom out it gets it gets significantly uglier um because then of course you know i mean i guess when you look at how many points carolina actually scored 13 to 3 isn't a horrible run after that but it was basically the first three drives i think it was were just touchdown 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 and then basically nothing the rest of the game which isn't great and i've heard which is kind of a reoccurring thing with mm-hmm. lafleur like he's a fast starter his, yeah. i think his game script is really good but it's it, it's it's, it's kind of going off script is a little and it, difficult and you're right it has happened multiple times this year and mm-hmm. as someone who who sat there watching it um i mean i haven't you know really delved into the details but from my perspective some of it looked like, you know, offensive miscues, whether that be scheme or, you know, I guess personnel. So some of it is just, you know, bad luck and stuff like that, too. And good play by a Panthers defense that I think is first gear that a lot of people give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, but then some of it also, Rodgers not making the right read. I watched Lazard, you know, run across the field wide open at least once um, mm-hmm. on, you know, like busted plays that didn't end up getting a first down. So I don't, I don't really know what to make of this. It was kind of a quiet day for Devante too, which, you know, is not unrelated. It's not a coincidence that he didn't have a great day and that the, I mean, there's only 143 passing yards. So no receiver, unless they got like all of that is going to have a really good day. Yeah. And so, so you, you look at Roger's stat line, I mean, he didn't make, mistakes which i think is you know the difference in this game honestly came down to the fact that you know teddy fumbled on the goal line in all-time just crazy you know backyard football looking play that got returned like 50 yards if you i mean the game swings on on that axis if it wasn't for that it's a totally different ball game and i don't know and if you know if christian mccaffrey plays too I, i bet they score more than 16 points so it's a little bit concerning. I will say the Panthers, I mean, they're, they're four and 10 after this game and that's a bad record. 10 mm-hmm. of their games. They've only had four games this year decided by more than a score in either direction, whether it's for them or against them. 10 games were one score games. They are a frisky football team. They kind of play up and down to the talent. And I think that in this case, LaFleur got out coached in the second half. Um, that's kind of, you know, it's easy to make that call when you look at, you know, how their adjustments panned out. It's, it's very clear. And I mean, the Packers offense gets a lot of press for being, you know, like this unstoppable offense. And when it works, it's easy to say, but when it works, it is, but when it doesn't, it's really not. And it's kind of a knife's edge of where you're going to end up on that spectrum. So I don't know. It's a win, but it does not give me confidence for the long-term future. Well, will Matt LaFleur ever just like fully give the keys to Aaron Jones as like a back, as like the lead back? Jamal Williams got hurt. I know, but I'm saying, but like (laughs) even before that, like he obviously, but that this, the reason Aaron Jones got 20 carries and Mm -hmm. played very well, granted 46 of that is on one run on the 145, but it's still 19 for, you know, a hundred is still mm-hmm. very good. Um, I, I just think that 
they just love I, I don't know. I, I get that like, you don't want to run a guy into the ground, but at the same time, like Aaron Jones is the most talented running back you guys have by a large margin, I think. See, um, and that's something where in I both was, phases of it, I was having this discussion with my dad this weekend, actually, because we were talking about, you know, I was down at their place doing early Christmas and watching this game. And I told him, like, Aaron Jones' contract is up at the end of the season. So is Jamal's mm-hmm. at the exact same age. Um, and I'm like, I definitely see a world where they don't keep him because right. he'll be kind of expensive and it's not good to pay yeah. running backs, blah, blah, blah. And my, the impression that I get, and I don't think this is 100% true, I think the gap between Aaron Jones and Jamal Williams is smaller than the general public gives them credit for and larger than I think the Packers organization thinks it is. Yeah, that's, I think that's fair. I just never I get just... the vibe that they're really committed in Aaron Jones. It's always 1A, 1B. And now you you have Jamal 1 for 6 in this game because he got hurt early. Right. Uh, A.J. Dillon averaging 18 yards a carry. No big deal. <laughs> Don't ask me how many he got. But, yeah, it's it's interesting. I don't know. I, I hope we keep Aaron Jones. Ideally, not for too much money, but we'll see. I don't, we got a, we also in this game got a montage of Rogers yelling at people. Yep. Which I was about to bring that up. Yeah, that was that was fun to <laughs> Very watch. Very McCarthyism there from the from the years of old. Well, that's the thing. Very when this, frustrated with the receiver. It, it's never yeah. his fault. When this when fault. this offense, okay, well, whose fault is it? Alan Lazard or Aaron Rodgers? It's Alan Lazard's fault every single time. Mm-hmm. But regardless, when this offense stops working, it looks it's the spinning image of the Mike McCarthy system, which I don't know if it's really an indictment on this system or an indictment on the fact that Mike McCarthy's system just looks like. People that have no idea what the fuck's going on. And I'm like, oh, I watched this for, you know, nine years or however long his system didn't work. And it's just kind of funny to like go, oh, I've, I've seen this one before. Like, what do you mean? It's brand new. But yeah, I will, I will say there are fewer things that I enjoy more or like seeing when they show reactions of players Mm -hmm. than a frustrated, angry Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. like the the it's like this the dismay that he has on his face oh yeah where he's it's always just like Ugh. well and see Ugh. that's that's what I think now I mean obviously you know everyone can have their their opinions and you can critique you know his his leadership or whatever you want to say but every time I see stuff like that I mean I gotta think that nine times out of ten at least the receiver didn't read something right. I mean, this is Aaron Rodgers, Hall of Fame quarterback, one of the best in the game. It's not even like he's young anymore and like maybe Mahomes goes out there and doesn't do something quite right one time, but he's super talented anyway and makes up for it. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is a veteran Hall of Fame quarterback and he's throwing, besides Devontae, to a bunch of nobodies. You got to imagine that they were the ones that messed up. Uh, also notable, this was a game without uh, Marquez Valdez Scantling production. He looks like he got targeted, but did not actually bring in a single ball. And that's kind of a theme sometimes with these kind of things. I know that he, he disappears. He kind of had that big giant catch and then subsequent fumble against the Colts. This offense kind of, I, I wouldn't say he's necessarily like the canary in the coal mine, but for some reason he just 
sometimes doesn't get featured at all, and it's very strange to me. His production, he'll get targeted ten times one week and twice the next week. It's very. I don't think they know who the number two is because I think Lazard is still on a snap count. Yeah, uh, I. Yeah, and like I don't know. I there the difference between Devonte and then and everybody else, else. Yes, is is ridiculous. And like Devonte was still you know seven of forty two. That's that's fine. But granted, mm-hmm. a lot of those like that's a PPR like dream well because yeah he has so, he catches so many like just like receiver screens or bubble screens yeah, i was gonna say they, like he is good with the ball but yeah like, the, the offense kind of makes a point to get the ball into his hands which i like because he is far and away the most talented guy you know we have and so yeah. i like that i just i don't know the, the manufactured you know targets though to him don't yeah. usually end up doing a whole lot. So I no. they, they get the ball in his hands, but and he gets as much as he can. It's just never really that. It's not good when design. you're number one receiver, when your number one receiver is only averaging six yards a catch. Yeah. Um that's not that's not a winning recipe. I mean it was an ugly game. It was only 143 mm-hmm. total passing yards for the Packers. So yeah. uh, you know, it is what it is, but Yeah, and the last thing the the last takeaway I really had is just uh Gonna reiterate that Jair Alexander is a fucking dog, and he's awesome, and he deserves every single Pro Bowl vote he got this year, which is the first year he's been selected for that. And I know the Pro Bowl is stupid. Uh, we've covered that, but having said that, it's still, you know, you can you can turn, nice turn your first. brain off and go, yeah, he's a Pro Bowler, which I mean, he deserves it. So good right. for him, uh, Kevin King. I I do not look forward or I. I look forward to never having to deal with him again after this season. He, oh boy. Yeah, they, they definitely, Jair's good. Jair, Jair's good. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's, let's move over. I, I really want to talk about your game, honestly. Yeah, I, I'd much you, rather. I bet you want to talk about my game. I was in a car driving back from aforementioned early Christmas. So I yeah. was, and I, you know, I was, uh, may or may not have been checking my phone pretty regularly due to some fantasy football implications, but mm-hmm. I was just kind of watching the score go up and I was, I was shocked. Yeah. Um, so I guess at this point, like I've, it, I've heard I'm just that a little exhausted. Before. Yeah. Yeah. Like it's just exhausting and you know, six and eight, um, all I can say, what I'm going to start off with is, if you've watched, if you watched the Mitchell Trubisky-led Bears march up and down the field on the Vikings' defense, I put air quotes around defense, this mm-hmm. afternoon, and your primary complaint is still about Kirk Cousins, there's no polite way to put this. You're a fucking idiot. I, I don't, I mean, this was, this game, I, I, I don't know if there's anything more to say what our issue is this year. This is a perfect microcosm of what went wrong this year. We scored 27 points against the Bears defense, which we can both admit is still a very talented defense. And they have the weapons. They had health. No one was like out for them. The Khalil was playing. Yeah, it's a talented defense. And also, like, I got the vibe that they kind of gave up a few weeks ago. And I think Mitch has... You know, oh, kind absolutely. of reinvigorated the defense. I'm not as well. trying to disparage. Mitch Trubisky 
should have been the starter. It should never have been Foles. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's night and day. I know Trubisky is we we rag on uh, him all the time. Okay, it's it's like night and like evening. Like it's clearly yeah, tr- different. Tr- tr- it's not yeah. it's not, not the opposite though. Not night and day. <laughs> uh, he still had some very poor misses and whatnot today, and that and interception, interception, which yeah. you know, which I'm going to shout out, uh, Mr. Cam Danzler here in a second, but. Um, he just he, the mobility that he has, the escapability that he has, the athletic ability is so much better than what Foles is. I mean, it's it's that is night and day. Mm-hmm. So I also I like don't know why a what shit. he was doing. <laughs> yeah, he's actually playing for a job. Yeah, which I think what we talked about it. Uh, I think a little bit, but I I definitely did with my dad. The the Bears beating us and Mitch Trubisky looking, according to their fans, according on Twitter unbelievable like so much better like so good he went 15 and 21 for 202 with a one touchdown one interception it's not like he you know was has has a quarterback ever had a better day than that though adam i mean let's be real i don't know uh let's look (laughs) on the other side of the ball and we'll see um so my biggest gripe is obviously this this year i mean at this point in the season our defense is is a JV team. Um, well, it's weird because we it didn't... seemed like the defense peaked in the middle of the season. So, and that's because we still, but we lose, you know, we haven't had, this is our third game without Eric Kendricks, uh, who is the, you know, the glue of our defense. He is our yeah. Bobby Wagner. He is, he mm-hmm. plugs up lots of holes. Um, you could, uh, you, you have arguments to putting him as the best, one of, and for sure, one of the best inside linebackers in the NFL. Oh yeah, he was having uh, a hell of a season up until he got hurt. Yeah, him and him and both Harrison Smith, they've had they've had good seasons. They've had to do that because of all the you know Harrison Smith is a secondary developing, which they've played significantly better as we've gone on. Um, but now it's it's the defensive line is we are missing Daniel Hunter so bad. Um, and and not having Michael Pierce, I mean, they were able to. That's why Montgomery ran for 142, 146 with primarily up the middle. I mean, we have no. Yeah, he had we a just, monster day. Our our line on both sides in this game, and really the last couple of weeks, have looked weak. They have looked like they don't give a shit. They have. They look like they give up, and and they just get pushed around, and and I think. That's a lot of it on the offensive side is Rick Spielman, who I, I do, I'm a fan of Rick Spielman, our GM. I think he drafts very well. Um, name typically one has, good first round pick. I'll wait. Okay. <laughs> um, and, and, and I think that he, he, he does a good job of getting pieces and finding guys. I mean, he finds people like, uh, Eric Kendricks, Daniel Hunter, uh, Stefan Diggs, he found him. Um, I mean, all, and these are middle, middle round guys that he's picking up. So mm-hmm. he, it's not like he gets, he just hits on first rounders. I mean, obviously Jefferson is a, is a big hit. Cam Danzler from last year. This last year's draft class is looking very, very good and they've had to be forced into roles. So I think that's really good for their development. A lot of growing pains, but it, they progress a lot faster. Um, I, I think that he drafts offensive linemen because the scheme is so run heavy out. It's outside zone schemes. So they, we need quick, agile, athletic linemen. 
The problem with that is you draft a majority of that. They're not so good at stand-up pass protection. Um, yeah. Kirk, the last few weeks, Kirk has been running for his life. I mean, and the, and the, the most you can say the last thing, few years, I mean. Really, yeah. <laughs> uh, basically his whole career, let's be real. Um, but his, the problem is Kubiak is not adjusting to this. Teams have to adjust like, all right, we can't count on getting three, four, five seconds of pass protection. We're getting one to two. Uh, we got to start calling plays that help that these long developing deep plays and, and these ro- fate rollouts where it's like, you know, I don't know. It, it, he just, be, he's become very telegraphed and teams recognize that, you know, I, mm-hmm. I, I hate that he's up in the booth. I really don't think coordinators should ever be up in the booth. I, I just think they miss things that they don't see on the field. Um, I'm, I'm always a big proponent of, you know, like, oh, we could see it from like the top down. Like, it's just not the same. You're not on the field. You, yeah. You're, it, everything's fed through a monitor or through a screen or it's from far. Like, I don't know. I just think that they should be down there. And um, you're sitting up there like an air traffic controller. Like, they don't know what's going on on the planes, you know. I mean, and it's yeah. not their job in that situation, but and, you just can't I, have that level of connection. And I think that I knew that this game was going to be, or this season, I should say, you know, starting a one and five start. Like I said a couple weeks ago, when we had to turn around and we got to six and six, you know, we were at that point playing with house money. And when you start that way, the best you can hope for is like, all right, I hope my young guys can develop, you know, and they can get the the, the snaps and the experience because come next year. When we're not having injuries or people opting out, um, it will be very different. I think I think this defense next year is going to look very, very different. Um, it is what it is. Uh, it would have been nice to sweep the Bears, but you know, so they, it, they, is it is it pretty much over? No, because there's still a technically we we You're have a not chance mathematically think, eliminated. No, five thirty-eight gives us a two percent chance. Um, it's we one. need the, we need the Cardinals to lose out, and we need to win out, and we need the you guys to beat the Bears, or the Bears need to lose either to Jacksonville or you guys, uh, and then we're in. So if if we're all eight and eight, we're in, and that, they're not. That to so, me sounds like a scenario that you know will either come will most likely come crashing down this weekend if it needs that many conditions but i I feel that we're gonna see a seven and nine finish um and that's okay with me like i i've made peace with it already like you know one in five i'm obviously gonna be excited but when they turn it around but like you can't it's too much of a hole and do i want to see this team really in the playoffs i don't know i on good day, like if the defense plays a little hungry, sure, but they just get zero pressure and they give up a lot of pressure. It's not a winning strategy. Yeah, um, I mean, is there any world where you can see? And I, you know, this is kind of cliche, but is there any world where you could see the Vikings possibly beating the Chiefs in the Super Bowl? Like, no, there's not. No, it's I not don't. even. I mean, not even uh, something you, uh, could, you need to ponder. <laughs> you know, and to be to to be fair, I, I don't see them. I don't see the Chiefs losing. That's the sad thing. But well, no, but I mean, anyway. there are but there are paths. Chances, yeah, the chances. Sure, it's just, 
you know, I mean, I think the Chiefs would set a record on the Vikings defense. Like it's it's just frustrating. I mean, we are currently the fifth ranked offense right now, and if we finish within the top ten, uh, which it probably will be, um, and that'll be the first time we've had a top ten finish in offense since two thousand nine. So it, it's just unfortunate that our defense just, you know, mm-hmm. lost lost us so many games and so many chances. I, I, I want to look at the number of single digit losses that we have this year. I don't know. I mean, we've had a ton of them. Um, let's see. So we're, com- I, I, we're competitive. You keep talking. I'm going to count. Uh, but I shout out to Cam Danzler. Um, absolutely loved that draft pick. He had a little slow start, but in his last six games, he is, he has an 88 PFF grading, which is the first of all cornerbacks. Um, he's only given up 13 receptions for 128 yards in six games, no touchdowns, two interceptions, two bat pass breakups. And he's holding quarterbacks to 31.1 quarterback rating. I mean, I, I love it. And he's had a couple fumble recoveries and forced fumbles. So he's played unbelievable. Um, I'm really excited about him for the future. I'm excited about the future this year. You know, Dalvin, you did great. Jefferson, love it. Broke a, he broke Randy Moss's reception record for a season for a rookie anytime you can say you beat randy in a record or beat one of randy's records it's pretty cool uh would um, you like to hear the one score game results yeah let's hear it you guys have had also same as the panthers 10 one score games you are five and five in those games so if you were to flip all of those games you would have the exact same record you do right now yeah well which i mean i guess if you were to flip the five that you lost and then you know but I mean, the, the couple, me... the couple that that come to mind that we, mm-hmm. you know, the Titans game should have been a win, the Seahawks yep. game should have been a win. Yep. Um, I, I can make an argument. That, I don't know. This game is hard because like we couldn't make a stop at all on defense. Like our offense could have scored every single possession, mm-hmm. and it didn't. It would not have mattered because we would always be one score down because we couldn't stop them. Yeah. Um, and and I told you, do you want me to kind of share with you my my theory on why people jump yeah. down Kirk's throat? About oh, I'd love to hear it. I'm, I'm sure that, I already know it, but go well, ahead. So, so the, the the predication of this is that Kirk, you know, he leaves the door open. You know, he throw, he he throws two touchdowns and one interception. And so, interception was on the hail mary at the end of the game. Okay, yeah, I know. But when you look at the final stat line, it's just, he doesn't go out there and light it up ever. And when things go wrong, he looks the dorkiest of any quarterback in the entire NFL. And it's this X factor that you can't even really quantify. But when he gets sacked or when he's wanting a flag somewhere, I mean, he looks like everybody's dad turned up to 11. And I feel like people just are not inspired by, and I don't know what it is. Like, do you have any sort of theory on what actually happens? No, this is, I, I think, and as I've said, you know, I know you think I'm the biggest Kirk Stan out there. I know um, you are. I'm, I'm a defender <laughs> of logic and reason, so. <laughs> and it is, it's, it's a fabricated image and, it, or it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a narrative created and that's what it is. And people are so quick, they just latch on narratives. But I mean, it, that's created it's all by Kirk it. Cousins. No, it, I, I don't think like it is his, the way his face looks like on his head. That's that's what I'm seeing out of it. OK, well, what about Drew Brees? What about Russell Wilson? 
Russell Wilson's the cringiest dude in the NFL. Yeah, but, but Russell Wilson it, it, doesn't leave different... the door open. Like I said at the beginning, Kirk, he never like knocks your socks off. So you don't have those crazy Russell Wilson. People are willing to overlook that he's short and that he's weird and cringy and whatever because he is like a supremely talented elite quarterback. Kirk is not elite. And so he leaves the door open for this dorkiness criticism. No, but at the same time, I think it's be- yeah, like then it's it's based on how he looks. And so it's like the football equivalent of, that, of a punchable he, face, you know? It he just... would have to I th- I still think even if he led the Vikings or whatever team to a Super Bowl victory and he played really, really well, it's not like he got carried or anything because of the already preconceived narrative, people will still say, well, it's because of this, it's because of this, it's because of this, you know, it's, it's, it's over with, we cannot change it. I don't think he can change it. And that's, that's, what's annoying to me. And that's what I've said. I don't know how many times I'm going to keep saying it because it's Mm -hmm. ridiculous. And yeah. it's it's unfortunate. Well, and don't get me wrong. I I like your I like your Kirk standing nature. I like uh, or standing nature. I like uh, you know I I like the evolution that we've had since we started this show. Where I think at the beginning it wasn't wasn't as pronounced. And you are you are full on pro Kirk at this point. I think it makes for a for a fun time for everyone. because he has been our best fucking quarterback since Fran Tarkenton. So I'm like, this is not at you. This is. This is directed all Vikings fans. His best statistical season uh, with the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah, that's. But I'm talking about consistent <laughs> play. I'm not talking about one seasons. But that is true. Oh, so you're he saying did. just that's, one that's season doesn't matter right. in the grand scheme of things? No, because my my whole argument, my whole statement is Brett Favre had his best statistical season with the Vikings. That's that's a true statement. But I'm talking about consistent <laughs> quarterback play over a duration of seasons. Kirk has been our best since Fran Tarkenton. So yeah, I don't fair. know. And like, Vikings fans have no right to be up on a high horse being like, oh, we I wish we had Teddy. I wish we had Case. It's like he is Kirk has been so much better than all of them. Like, what are you talking about? And now it's like, they like, well, his contract, his contract's a bargain. Now it's nowhere near the top of the list. He's like, well, we couldn't resign players. Who are these mystery players? We haven't been able to resign everyone that we let walk. We chose that, and that was after Kirk. It had nothing to do with Kirk. Everyone so knows like, Xavier Rhodes is way too expensive, and you guys just no, couldn't resign him, no matter how bad you wanted to. <laughs> the biggest. If anyone says, "I wish we had Xavier Rhodes," that's the biggest revisionist history, and it's bullshit. Like, I am that's getting, just that's just a red flag for like, like you don't actually pay no, attention. No, I am. I. It is Christmas week, Kevin. Do not rile me up about this. <laughs> do not open this can of worms, damn it. I'm. I can't. I don't want to hear it. I'm done. Let's. We're moving on. Um. Shout out the young guys. I'm happy. I'm excited about the season, next season, and all that. Chief Saints. Chief Saints. Okay. Chiefs Saints. Okay. This one, this was kind of another one of those, like, things aren't going right for the Chiefs, and they don't even look worried games. Like, they were losing at one point. I think Mahomes fumbled, and, you know, just all kinds of stuff. And I just, I watch these games. And they never look concerned. I'm, I'm never worried. I'm no. never worried about them. It's, There's never panic. It's just like it's it's keep calm, carry on, whatever you want to call it. You know. Yeah, I, and I think the reason behind that, like it's a third, it's the final score, Chiefs went down, went to the Superdome, uh, and won thirty four or thirty two to twenty nine. Mm-hmm. But here is why I think it never looked in doubt for me. Uh, first downs, thirty four for the Chiefs, fifteen for the Saints. 
Uh, third down efficiency, nine of 18 for the Chiefs, one of 11 for the Saints. Total yards, 411 for the Chiefs, 285 for well, the Saints. And, and it was interesting. And time to of possession. See... Yeah, go ahead. Time of possession, 41 minutes, 14 seconds, and 18 minutes, 46 seconds for the Saints, respectively. So it's like, you know, I, it was I think it's a to false see that, like, close Drew Brees just shit the bed super hard when he first got. You know, out on the, the field, it's been yeah. In the first half, like when he, he first... did just break all of his ribs, basically. And his yeah, no, no, play. no. I mean, he's he's definitely Crazy. got you know some some excuses there, but it was it was interesting to see kind of the the rust be very apparent at the beginning. I think he kind of pulled himself out of it. He also had to do it without Michael Thomas, who was unceremoniously dumped onto IR like two seconds before the game, which was very strange. It's very unfortunate if you've had him in fantasy football. Oh, who who, who did that? Did, did someone you know have him? I did. I did. Uh, oh, well, my condolences. But yeah, like, I don't know. It is. It, I wouldn't panic if I were Saints fans. I mean, no. you have to play the Chiefs coming off of, you know, Breeze, like I said, shaking off the rust. But this is just another, you know, another piece of evidence in the pile of who the fuck is going to beat the Chiefs this year? And I don't know. I really I, don't know. I know. And like, and I, I, I stand by, I, I think, I think the Saints are the most consistent or most like well-rounded NFC team. I think if you had to put a gun to my head and said, who's the best NFC team, I would say the Saints just because like, while yes, their offense can sometimes be a little, but it's hard because they didn't have, you know, Drew Brees and Taysom. It's very, very different. Um, and so there's always some gold, but they still put up points mm-hmm. and it's their defense though. Like I, I think I trust their defense probably the most in the NFC. Yeah, um, that's fair. Just because they get consistent play on each level. Uh, whereas the Bucks, they have to really de- 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 rely on their front four or front seven. Um, and the Rams, you know, they're so up and down to me, I think, which we'll, we haven't even mentioned that yet, but we will, I'm oh, sure. We, we will, um, yeah. We'll get there. And so I, I, I don't know. I, I, the Chiefs are just look far and away the best team, like in the NFL and like they have and. Yeah. You know. and, they, and they can, I mean, they, they're okay coming back. They're okay, you know, sitting on a lead. It seems like they don't even change their strategy. They just keep throwing it. No. It's yeah, it's weird. Never it's look cool panicked. to watch. You know, I I'm glad yeah. that they're in the AFC. I'm glad they're far away from us, and we get to just observe. But it's right. It's kind of scary with the postseason coming up. The only other thing I want to mention, just look at this box score. Did you know the Saints have a receiver named Lul Jordan Humphrey? Yeah, the pride of Texas, baby. Lul is Jordan like a, Humphrey. Is he like a rapper or like what's what's wrong no. with? Why did his parents do that to him? I don't know. Uh, he's not. A, he's not very little either. No, he's, uh, like, that's, he's a that's big the guy. Of what you want. He's six four, two twenty five. Yeah, uh, I just yeah, never I, seen I'm that looking name up his before. Wikipedia. <laughs> he his name literally is yeah, yeah Lil Jordan. That's that's his birth name. That's um, that's yep something. Yep. So between yep. Lil Jordan and Traquan, I think they probably lead the league in apostrophes. Which is interesting. I, I would think. I like how they also have a guy named Tommy Lee Lewis, so that's always cool, having a Tommy Lee in there. Shout out Pamela Anderson. Um, yeah, I mean, it, 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 I, we don't even hear anymore, but Latavius, that's a hell of a name. You know, I, 
I think if we were just going off of names, I don't know if the Saints would ever would ever lose. But you know, they're they're yeah, not no, they got that some, good. They got some great names: Alex Anzalone, Caden <laughs> Elis, uh, JT Gray, Malcolm Roach. I mean, and, Sheldon and, and Rankins. On top of it all, they, up, they have like names. they have a guy with like the most normal, like Drew Brees, like the most like mayonnaise name and the most kind of mayonnaise dude of all time, and just. Yeah, as the cherry on top of that wild Sunday. Well, he was also great when Taysom Hill was their was their quarterback because he went to BYU. So it's like mm-hmm. great. If mayonnaise was a school, yep. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. Other than that, Chiefs are still very good. Okay. Uh, we, we I got some, I got some segments. I we didn't have another one that we wanted okay. to highlight. Um, we can just save some for segments. Yeah, um, we'll get to most of their stuff in segments. I don't know. The ones that are shocking, I'm sure we'll talk about, but we'll we'll just move on. Uh, all right, start with segments. So if you're new, uh, we always start with performance of the week. This is goes to the player, coach, team, entity, whatever that you know best led their team to victory or the, assisted the noun. With the victory. It could even be a place. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Why don't you start off with your performance of the week this week, Kevin? So my performance of the week is uh, Ryan Tannehill, which is a very scary thing to say. We'll get into the week seven or sixteen preview uh, in a little bit, but Ryan Tannehill mm-hmm. had a very very nice day. He had uh, you know three passing touchdowns and two rushing touchdowns. Um, and you know it was against the Lions, but even so, that's that's huge, and it's especially huge for a guy like Ryan Tannehill that I feel like people still don't take seriously. And I'm Just not out here crazy to me. Yeah, I'm not out here saying you know Ryan Tannehill is an elite quarterback, premier talent. Ryan Tannehill is for sure a franchise quarterback. I don't even know if there's Absolutely. debate about that he, anymore. He got away from Adam Gase, and look what happens. Yeah, which seems to happen to many people. Uh, Robbie Anderson. So yeah, I mean he he had an excellent day. Um, you know, he's got a lot of momentum. It also really helps to have Derrick Henry, uh, you know, making defenses respect the run or get sent to the shadow realm, which happened again this last week. So yeah, yeah. Ryan Tannehill, um, good job. I, I want to read you something that I saw actually that funny that you said this. Cause I, I remember if you remember earlier in the year, I was big on the Ryan Tannehill, like sneaky MVP consideration. Grant, he's faded a little, obviously not kept up with. Mahomes and Rodgers, but for a time, like he was never getting, he never gets the credit because of it, it weird because Derrick Henry is, I think so he's the, he's the, the spice in that pan, you know, he's, mm-hmm. he's the exciting flavor. You're like, Oh, well, you, you look at Derrick Henry cool. and you go like, Oh my God. Like, yeah. How, did they make this guy in a lab? Like what happened? And I think also because Ryan Tannehill, like similar to Kirk, he's just a very bland white bread looking dude. He yeah like, he he looks like every you know generic quarterback Southern in the future of a Madden like, franchise yeah. yeah he's just he's a white guy who plays quarterback yeah and he since he's taken over for the Titans twenty four games ago here's a split I'm gonna read you uh his, his, some stats comparing him with Mahomes in his last twenty four games oh no quarterback rating one fourteen Tannehill. Mahomes, 105.9. Passing yards, 6,080 for Tannehill. Passing yards, 6,983. Mahomes. Total touchdowns, 61. Tannehill, 
56 Mahomes. Interceptions, both have 10. Completion percentage, 67.7 for Tannehill, 66.4 for Mahomes. I mean, but he doesn't, he's not, he's just so efficient. He's it's, so, it's so like. Are you trying to say that know, Ryan Tannehill is better than Patrick Mahomes? No, I'm not trying to say that. You know where I stand on my love of Mahomes. I'm just saying it's it's crazy that because situation like it, we don't we don't recognize that, you know, it's mm-hmm. yeah, no, it is so what it is. He's, Maybe he's had a hell of a productive season this year. Yeah. Um. So it's I, I, I I'm a believer in Ryan Daniel. I, I like him in with Vrabel, too. I think it's a it's a great it's a great mm-hmm. fit. Um. All right. My performance of the week, I already talked about it, going to the Chiefs, just just the Chiefs. I mean, I, I feel just like this is general, kind of more of a culmination. I think this is a culmination. You, I've given really lots going of on a limb there. To, I don't know, but <laughs> I've given like a lot of culmination. <laughs> well, I looked at the, the box scores and seeing who really performed well, but I mean, there weren't many like, okay, well, they did over this team. Like it wasn't like good teams, like, you know, performances over like bad teams. I'm like, okay. Um, but I, I think I'm going to go with the Chiefs, just the opponent they played. The Saints are still a very good football team. Um, and they they came away with, you know, pretty much dominated them. It was only a three-point game, but, you know, we said, block close. I think it was a lot further than the game actually says. Mm-hmm. All right, Nathan Peterman Award. So this award goes to the opposite performance of the week. The one that... Uh, this is the most coveted award. Yeah, let 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 your team down the most. Um yeah, so that that's our Nathan Peterman Award. My, my hope uh, is that we're still doing the Nathan Peterman Award in like 20 years, and people are like, "Who the fuck is Nathan?" Yeah, Peterman? Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're gonna keep it. It's you know, it's like the Walter Payton Man of the Year Award. It's the Nathan Peterman Award. So it's it's a very prestigious it, thing. It's just him laying on the ground after a pick six. <laughs> <laughs> that's the trophy. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Why don't you lead us off with your Nathan Peterman Award? So my Nathan Peterman Award. This has been getting substantially more and more press. As I think, you know, people, as the weeks have gone on and kind of the spiral has truly formed for the Pittsburgh Steelers, my Nathan Peterman Award winner this week is uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who has been getting just all the bad press for consecutive weeks going out and making TikToks in the pregame, dancing on the other team's logo, which... Corvette, Corvette, man. mm -hmm, Some people would describe as a disrespectful and bulletin board material... And it's culminated, he now has more TikToks this year, 95 yeah. when I got this stat, than he has receiving yards in a single game, 93. So that's a bad look. Uh, Tomlinson's making comments about it. I think even Juju today said he's probably going to stop doing out. that. Yeah. yeah, he said, like, hey, I'm going to, like, for my teammate, or my, well, as soon as my coaches and teammates start talking about it, it's time <laughs> to stop dancing. I don't have a problem with him dancing. Just don't do it on the fucking logo. See, like, what I, are you doing? I'm a little different. I think his TikToks kind of suck, too. I oh, mean, no, yeah, he's a weird dude. Yeah, weird. like, he, you know, he's got, like, a football in each hand, and he does, like, a, a weird little, like, shimmy. And I'm just like, is this worth it? Because I don't think the content that we're getting is even remotely close to worth, you know, the anger that you're receiving. I mean, he got lit up in the last game fumbled and everything and i you can't prove it was tiktok but you can't prove it wasn't either yeah um i'm gonna stick with this game my need made the word i'm giving it to big ben ah he uh, was my backup <laughs> uh wow that was a 
that was honestly might have been one of the worst first halves I've ever seen from like a quarterback. Like it was so bad. He ended up only having two turnovers, but he should have had like five. He threw ball like there should have been at least like four picks. They the the Bengals Mm -hmm. kept dropping them. Uh, the one interception he did throw to Mackenzie Alexander. Shout out Mackenzie Alexander, former Viking. Oh wow. Um, he he threw it right at him. They they showed a a a a replay of like his drop. Like it, they're all like just little circles, like the the mm-hmm. movements and stuff. He literally all he did was just slowly back up, like back <laughs> a little bit. He didn't slide over, didn't jump a ball. He just back dropped into a little bit of his own, and then it just threw right at him. I don't know what Roethlisberger was thinking this game. And well, yeah, I, when I watch Roethlisberger bad. nowadays, I get a distinct end of career Favre flashback where it's just it's interceptions, but they're not just like, oh, he didn't get the ball there. You know, like Philip Rivers nowadays kind of has trouble hucking the ball around. It's just like head scratcher. What the fuck kind of situations where you're like, yeah, dude, he's right there. He's wearing the other color jersey. What what could you possibly have not seen? <laughs> and it's bright orange. Yeah. <laughs> it is bright orange. <laughs> it's not even like it's like, oh, he's wearing just, you know, some random neutral color, like mm-hmm. a blue, blue or a, you know, a navy or something. Not like he's no, wearing green and he blends bright in with the, with the grass or something. No, he's yeah. he, he could not be missed. He wears the color that hunters wear to make sure you see them. Yeah, yeah it 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 was it was a shocking performance on Monday night. Frauds, frauds. All right, let's go to stock up, stock down. So this pretty self-explanatory. What's what's the stock up? What's trending upward? What's trending downward? So I'll start with my stock up. Um, I'm gonna go with the AFC being better than the NFC this season. Um, just even I, with the Steelers shitting in their pants. Yeah, well, they're they're a little bit, but I, I mean, I look at the standings and like. The Chiefs, Bills, Titans, Browns, Colts, even like the Dolphins and Ravens. And the the beauty of the AFC North is that when the Steelers shit their pants, the Browns are right behind them. Like, that's okay. And they just like, you know, clearly assume the mantle. Yeah. Um, It's like those eight teams, like the eight teams right now in playoff contention, even the Raiders are frisky, as we've said. But Mm -hmm. I mean, then you look on the flip side. I mean, the Bucks have been had a lot of problems sometimes. The Cardinals have problems, obviously. Vikings and Bears, as I've said in nauseam over here, the mm-hmm. problems, the Rams lost to the fucking Jets. Um, and the entire NFC bad. East, who will send the entire NFC one East. representative. The Seahawks can't put up points anymore. The Saints, they will ran, they don't really have a quarterback. Mm-hmm. And then the Packers, they get run all over on. I mean, they, there's weaknesses for like a lot of, I don't know. I just think normally we've had a good stretch where the NFC the teams have been it's been like a you know a gauntlet to go through the NFC. Mm-hmm. Um whereas the AFC's only maybe had one or two teams. No, I, I think it's completely flipped. I I I would probably favor the AFC in the Super Bowl unless it was like I don't know, against maybe the Saints against like the the Colts or the Browns. I don't know. Other than that, eh, probably not. I have so, a uh, I have a two minute drill question that we'll get to about the Super Bowl and uh, I think I'm going to blow your mind but we'll get to that later. Okay. Um, my stock up is uh, stability uh, because 2020 has been a pretty crazy year. I think we can all agree, and it's it's nice to kind of find something within that that you can kind of latch onto and go yes 
this is consistent. This will never change. This will always be with me. And uh, Josh Gordon was suspended indefinitely this week for failing to comply with the substance abuse policy of the National Football League. Uh, if you're checking your watch, you know, it, it could be 2020, it could be 2019, it could be 2018, it could be 2017. It does not matter. Josh Gordon will still be suspended. Thank you very much for your time. <laughs> it's, I saw that article hey, and I was like, existed. are you serious? Like, I didn't even know he Great. was... Like, he gets suspended when he's not even eligible to come back. They're just like, we're going to sp- suspend you more. It, it's Well, they were talked about him trying to come, come back on, this, on the Seahawks and all that. Yeah, yeah there, was, there, was, there was rumblings about it, and it just got stamped down immediately with, nope, he's still doing that thing that they told him he can't do just all yeah. the times. Uh, so, yeah, that's my stock up stability. All right. Going to stock down. Uh, um, I know this is not very, very exciting, but sorry, Steelers. More specifically, Juju. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you're the stock down. Not not good. Uh, three straight losses after and, – and and this goes to Clay, uh, Chase Claypool too. Um, he tweeted after they beat the Ravens, uh, losses, never heard of her. And then someone after after losing to the Bengals was like, are you sure? Like, are you, So are you guys like dating now or it's getting pretty serious, right? It's complicated, like, I think, is the Facebook status for that one. Also, I'm not a big fan of Chase Claypool. Just because every time he runs, he all he does is go for a deep ball, and every time he puts his hands up, whatever it's incomplete, puts his hands up looking for flags, like what, mm-hmm. what, and like receivers like that, dude, just you're pushing off a lot, like you're not there's, getting flags. There's a fine line, I think. Almost every receiver, you know, will get up and kind of look around for something, but it, it's it's like pornography. You know it when you see it. You know it's like when you. When a wide receiver crosses that threshold into being annoying, it's very apparent. You can see it right away. You're like, dude, come on. Yeah, and like, I just this is not this is not a good habit to to start when you're a rookie. Like, you're gonna be known as this guy that's always looking for flags or asking mm-hmm. for it. It's like, no one likes that guy. Um, and you also let Ryan Finley as a defense let Ryan Finley go seven to thirteen, only eighty nine yards, one touchdown. He only sacked him twice. But he also had like a twenty-three yard quarterback keeper for a touchdown. Like, I also yikes, have guys. a uh, have a Steelers two minute question for you. So that you're just you're just hitting all oh. my spots, but it's it's good. Love it. All right, that's my that's my stock down. My stock down. Dwayne Haskins. What are you <laughs> doing, you man? <laughs> he got the start this last week. And, you know, it was fine. You know, I I think we can all kind of agree that expectations for Dwayne Haskins in the NFL didn't really pan out. Uh, You know, one touchdown, two picks, almost 300 yards, though. Whatever. He's playing the Seahawks. You you know, their their defense has been much improved. And by all accounts, I think most people were expecting him to probably start again this coming week. And after the game, he was photographed at a strip club with, Tons of people, no masks, anything like that, which is, you know, generally a scummy move regardless of your situation. Um, and it's, it's extra scummy. The little wrinkle here is that, you know, maybe your head coach is recovering from chemotherapy and it would be super bad if he got COVID. And, you know, you combine this with other kind of personality issues and decision-making and leadership problems that Haskins has had over his very short career so far. 
And mm-hmm. it just kind of seems like a guy that can't handle being the guy, you know? Well, and also, you know, like, he wasn't even there for his first win as a starter. No, the final because then he lost. Because he was taking, he was like, he was taking pictures. Well, like, he was taking pictures with, like, fans or, or like, on his mm-hmm. phone or doing something. And he didn't even go out there for his final kneel down. It's like, dude, like, he just, he just doesn't he, see. He just comes off as this wildly immature dude, frankly. Yeah. And, and it's, it's sad. Know, he, they announced today he was fined $40,000 from the team and removed as a team captain. Wow. Yikes. That's, I've never Yikes. heard of Ron someone Rivera, getting removed. Yeah. I, I, Ron Rivera is the Ron Rivera and Mike Tomlin are probably like the two guys that you don't do that to. Like, they will have put up with zero shit and Zimmer, but like, mm-hmm. they'll put up with zero shit with that. Like, that's not okay. And, it, it I, I really like Ron what, Rivera like, too. What Dwayne Haskins would be doing if he was on like the Jets and just like no yeah. one cares at all, and it's like, would they even do anything? But yeah, he's definitely in the wrong organization for that right now. Yeah, and uh, I, I'd um, say he can kind of kiss his career goodbye. Who knows? Probably, probably. Um, all right, let's go to our Week 16 preview. So. Uh, I guess I have to start with my game because they play on Christmas Day. Uh, what a um, gift. Vikings are going to New Orleans, playing the Saints. Um, the line right now is seven for the Saints, and mm-hmm. over-under is 51. Uh, I, I'm a little conflicted because, well, I know the Saints winning hurts the Packers in terms of getting the <laughs> one seed. Yeah. But also, fuck the Saints. So, I, I, and I, but it, I am, I will say, if we, if we beat the Bears last week, this game would have obviously massive implications. Um, this game could still have implications, but nowhere near as much 2% chance of making the playoffs. So, this is now and doesn't have really the, the chance of ruining my Christmas with the Viking season ending basically on Christmas day. That was kind of um, a Christmas present to you was that they lost last week. So kind of. It's kind of I, over I, now. You know, silver you lining, relax. I guess I'm still yeah. going to watch all the, the whole game um, <laughs> and probably be a little too upset. I have to be on my best behavior. My two year old niece will be here. So, well, but that's, careful. that's extra good. Cause now, you know, you won't have the passion. You won't have the fire. She won't have to see the, the football fan side true. of you that is true. less that is than true. ideal for children. Yeah, yeah. The the girlfriend already saw that, and that was a that was a fun moment for her. But <sighs> my uh, girlfriend thinks she's seen that, and she has not. No, <laughs> I have lived with you. I have lived with you. I've seen your drawers. <laughs> oh yeah, it's not good. No, your best drawers. Uh uh-uh. uh To be fair, I'm reformed. Um, I'm born again now. But yeah. Right. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see how the playoffs go. Yeah. We'll see. I'd like to be around you. We'll see how this week goes. Now, let's see. Fun. Um. All right. So I don't know. Cautiously optimistic. Uh. Mm -hmm. Basically, would love to have a a nice showing from the team. Now you're just don't get blown out, please. Yeah. Now you're playing wild card, bitches. You know, like you're not like the wild card spot but just like you're playing spoiler spoiler yeah, yeah. i'm okay with it you know <laughs> you're whatever cutting the brakes um, and jumping out of the van you know continue having a good year for everyone the young guys and all that um jefferson needs 132 yards to to pass randy moss's rookie receiving record um 
you know, in two games. I, I, he has a very good shot at doing that. I think he needs like 170 to get the all time, uh, outside chance at that one. But, you know, 200 yard games or two 90 yard games and he's got it. So he could, he could, um, I'm so either way. Happy for you. I bet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very, very happy Drew Brees is the quarterback. Taysom Hill actually kind of scares me. Uh, especially against our defense. Drew Brees, he won't be running around, so that's nice. But but this is like this is an issue where, you know, you would if it was Taysom Hill, you'd know, you know, Taysom Hill is gonna be under center. Now Taysom Hill could be anywhere. You turn around. True. You know, you go into the kitchen to get some chips and yeah, bam, it's it's Taysom Hill in a wig instead of your mom. You know, it's a whole well, and I, also also apparently we can only beat the Saints now in the playoffs, so it's gonna be a loss, I'm sure. But oh yeah, for we'll sure. See. Well, it's also it has to be a loss because the Bears play the Jaguars this week and they're gonna win. And you guys haven't yeah. won on, or lost together in a single week so far this season. Shit, that's right. It continues. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> All right, your game: Titans at Packers. Green um, Bay's a three and a half point favorite. Over unders fifty six. Uh, this. I smashed that over. Uh, first this of is all, Sunday night, by the way, too. Yep, Sunday night football. So great Sunday yeah. night game. Yeah, great Sunday night game. Yeah. Very interesting. You know, ten and four, eleven and three. The Titans put up points and cannot stop anyone ever. I mean, the Lions put up twenty five on them, and they're not doing, you know, so hot in general in the back half of the season here. So I think both teams will score a lot of points. I don't think there's anything anyone on the Packers defense can do from stopping uh, Tractor Cito from a you know. He'll uh, he'll get you 200 yards pretty easily here, especially in the cold. It's supposed to be kind of the first frozen tundra game of the year in Lambeau Field. Yeah. So I'm very curious to see. I hope it's a shootout, honestly. Like, I mean, I, I obviously I, I hope that like, you know, every game I hope the Packers win 50 to nothing, but that's not going to happen. I'm hoping for a shootout because I feel like we've gotten a couple games this year that were supposed to be shootouts and they kind of weren't really. And that's right. always disappointing when, you know, the over-under is, you know, in the high 50s and you end up at 30 or something like that. So I'm very curious. And they've gone into these offensive slumps the Packers have like they did last week. They've done it a couple times this season, and they always seem to kind of come out of it. You know, they come they come into the next game, and there's not really that lingering hangover. They seem to kind of rebound fairly well, so... Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, also, A.J. Brown is not going to do shit in this game, uh, but Corey Davis is going to have all the yards. Corey Davis and, it, and Derek Henry. Yeah. yeah. I, and I'm also, yeah, I'd be terrified of the play action. I mean, they, he's going to, Ted Hill's going to be Honestly, able to do it. I, I would put Kevin King on A.J. Brown and put Jair on Corey Davis. I think that that suits both of them better because Kevin King is bigger. And, yeah. you know, A.J. Brown will just run through people, but I don't know. Which, I feel whichever like AJ one Brown, Jair I, doesn't get. I'm always shocked by how big he is. I think because like I always lump him and DK together because they were they came out at the same time and they went to Ole Miss together. Yeah. And I was like I was like AJ Brown was kind of like the smaller, shiftier guy, but I'm like no, no, he, he's still no, he, really, he's, really big. He's not huge in stature though. He's just like fucking shredded. You know, he's really yeah. strong. He's not really like a you know, a Calvin Johnson kind of player, though. But I guess, like, the, but I guess, like, dimensions. anyone next to DK, anyone next to DK is gonna look. Oh yeah, smaller. it's that it's picture with uh, Derrick Henry and uh, who was it? Mark Ingram. Yeah, Mark Ingram. Yeah, it's yeah. like Mark Ingram's a gigantic dude, and next to Derrick Henry, he looks like a toddler. 
Yeah. Mark Ingram's yeah. not very tall, but he's still like 220, 225. Also, I, I don't know why, um, but Derek Henry's single dreadlock scares me. I hate it. I, oh, it, it's terrifying. Uh, it gives me the heebie-jeebies. <laughs> it's, so <gross. laughs> it's so gross. It's like a little rat tail. Yeah. I, I just, I don't, I don't like it. I, I, I've like, never it's like liked a, it's it. It's like a little rat tail, but it's like huge. It's like yeah, the <laughs> biggest thing I've ever seen. You know what? It's, it's kind of it's it's like a it's like a crocodile tail. It's mm-hmm. just like it, it just yeah. kind of sits there and like I feel like it's gonna start. It doesn't it doesn't it bend. Own. It just like goes back and no. forth like a metronome. Yeah. It, it's it's scary. I feel like there's yeah, like a little it, it like has a mind of its own. Like Derek gets the ball. Yeah. It's like go Derek go. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what also I love that shot where you see his eyes where they're like mm-hmm. you see the, the giant bug eyes going. Oh yeah, because you know, just... he he gets back there and he likes he likes making people look silly. Like, he could just yeah. stiff arm like a normal human being and just keep guys away from him, but he lets you get in close, and then he'll full extend push you and shadow realm you. He does did that you on hear, purpose. Did you hear the the stiff arm he did last weekend where, like, he was mm-hmm. running outside? The boom guy on the sideline was, like, with a giant, like, clear bubbles. Yep. He was, like, right there. When Derrick Henry hit the guy, it sounded like a bag of Doritos exploding. Yeah. It was insane. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like, you just, it's so, it's disgusting. And like, he should not be doing this to, cause these are all professional athletes, professional oh, yeah. football players. These, these are all, awesome, the, like, the smallest children. NFL guy, non-kicker punter is massive and he, it, it, it doesn't matter. So I, yeah, I think I'm, my favorite, mm-hmm. my favorite was, uh, jo- was, was it Josh Norman that he just tossed aside yeah. and he's like, the mm-hmm. limp body that is like, oh, well, I'm pretty like, sure that ended Josh Norman's career because I haven't heard anyone say his name after that. No, I haven't either. <laughs> I haven't either. Yeah. So uh, this this should be a good game. I'm hoping the Packers can jump out to an early lead and kind of mitigate the Derrick Henryness, but that's probably wishful thinking. Yeah. 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 All right. Third game I want to look at. Uh, there was a couple options for it, um, but I'm going to go with the Rams at Seahawks. Seattle one point favorite over under forty seven and a half. This is this is for the NFC West. Well, and so uh, we title. didn't really touch on the uh, the Jets winning their no. first game last week against the Rams, which yeah. was weird. And I feel like that was a quintessential, you know, McVeigh outsmarts McVeigh situation where mm-hmm. he was so concerned with not doing that that he did that. He he. Sometimes he gets in his own brain a little bit. He's the only football coach I've uh, you could see tilt on the sideline. They were a hundred percent looking looking to their next two games. Yeah, uh, they were looking to this mm-hmm. game and then the Cardinals the finale. I mean they they completely overlooked the Jets, which you know credit where credit is due to the Jets, but also was it really a win? Did you really win, New York? See now that's the thing. People are like, "Oh, they should have tried to lose," and I never like that. I mean, oh, I hate, I hate the tank, but it's just hysterical mm-hmm. that they can't. They can even screw up. They were zero and thirteen, and they screwed up their tank. Yeah, it's, and, it's the Adam Gase principle. It's like whatever yeah. would be the worst situation, he'll do it, which is translates to like the number two pick. Yeah, and <laughs> and I and I think this game is going you know, to be interesting because. The Rams have had the Seahawks and more specifically like Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson's number. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously they only, they played in November and Russell Wilson, I think had his worst game of the year then. Well, Russell Wilson um, this season, it's kind of been a trend. His production has dropped pretty significantly whenever he's facing 
like an above average pass rush, which, yeah. you know, kind of sounds intuitive, but that doesn't happen with all quarterbacks. But when he's played and you even saw it last week against the uh, football team, you know, pretty good pass rush and Russ mm-hmm. hardly did shit. Well, because like whenever he's a he's a good runner, but he doesn't run like to like he he just buys time. So he gets sacked a lot. Mm-hmm. He really tries to beat you with his arm. And it's crazy that we talk about this because like Russell, he's fallen out of he's I, I, he's not in the MVP conversation, I would say now. Yeah. Um, too many turnovers and not enough touchdowns, but he still has thrown 37 touchdowns. Yeah. Um, and it's. There, obviously, all offensive numbers this year are inflated because defense has, I think, really been affected by COVID and yeah, the no fans. Across the board, I think the no fans you know, and the COVID, you know, training camp restrictions really, really like impacts defense. Yeah, um, which is why we've seen such a high scoring outputs. Um, it makes fantasy really fun this year, extra fun. But bigger numbers. Yeah, I, I, I just think I, the Rams losing, like they were in the driver's seat. They would have been. 10 and four, they had already beaten the Seahawks. And, you know, I just, they are now fighting. If they want to get that home field, then they got to win. I mean, they're going to make the playoffs. I don't, I don't see them. They, I don't think they can lose the playoffs now. Um, this, this feels like a potential uh, weird Seahawks game in the making. And I'm excited for that. Yeah. I, I guess they haven't clinched yet, technically. Um, Cause the bears and the Cardinals could, could jump in. Well, I guess the Vikings. The, yeah, it's the Vikings and Bears and Cardinals. That little three three grouping yeah, there. The, C- the Seahawks have clinched something, but the, the Rams Seahawks have clinched. The only three yet. that have clinched. Yeah, Washington obviously hasn't clinched. That won't clinch until like week seventeen. But who cares about that one? But it's the Rams, Bunk, Bucks, Cardinals, Bears, and Vikings are all still up in the air because it's a nine and five to six and eight. So, you know, you'd think one more win or another loss, they will clinch and all that kind of stuff. It's all going to hinder because the Bears could still go nine and seven and their Cardinals could go nine and seven. So, yeah, or ten and six, I guess the Cardinals could go. But I, I, don't I know. think they'll I, bounce back. I think that McVay is a good enough coach uh, that the Rams will will kind of come out. Um, yeah, I think they got shocked for sure last week and. It's still a very you know, good defense. That, that's the flip side of, you know, you were looking ahead of your last week's opponent and you lost. Well, you were at least looking at this one. So <laughs> who knows? Yeah. All right. Uh, that's kind of what I wanted to highlight for week 16. Let's move into our two-minute drill. So two-minute drill, if you're a new listener, this is we have a rapid fire under two minutes. We always are under two minutes. Don't let the clock tell you otherwise. Um, Clocks and we have, have been known to lie. Kevin and I alternate with rapid fire kind of questions, usually yes or no or quick responses. Mainly, we're just going off our gut, so not much thinking behind. We have no idea what the other's going to ask. Some weeks you'll see we might have some duplicates. The the, yeah, uh, the the low amount of thought that goes into most of this gets dialed down even lower. We go from like a yeah. two out of ten to a one out of ten. Yep. All right. So you have four, I have three. So I think you start, right? Yeah. All right. All right. Here Ready, we go. set, go. Who's the best team in the NFC? Oh, I hate you. Um. Yeah, that's right. Fuck it, the Packers. Yeah, I'm gonna do it. <laughs> Can't wait to bring this up again. <laughs> um. Will the Steelers win a playoff game? No. They're gonna be yeah. a big shock. Mm-hmm. <laughs> where do the, Where do you rank the Steelers in the AFC? Ooh, um, they are 
Uh, let me pull up the standings here real quick. They are the fourth best team okay. because of their defense mostly. Okay. Um, will the Packers win a playoff game? Yes, just to get your hopes up, and then they're gonna. When they lose, they're gonna be crushed. I gotta get that first round by then. I heard what I need to hear. <laughs> is Jared Goff bad? Jared Goff is not bad, nor is he good. Jared Goff is the eight and eight of quarterbacks. He is in a good system, and you can you can use Jared Goff. You can get to a Super Bowl. You can probably maybe even win one with Jared Goff, depending on the rest of the league. But everything has to go right. Okay. Um, let's see. Will the Colts beat the Rams in the Super Bowl? Before you answer, the Colts are undefeated except for or no, the Rams are undefeated except for teams that either currently or in the past have rostered Frank Gore. Anyone who's never had Frank Gore, they beat, but they've lost to every single team they've played that has ever rostered Frank Gore, including the Jets last week. The Colts are the only team projected in the playoffs right now that have had Frank Gore at one point. And so will the Rams go undefeated, continue the streak, get to the Super Bowl, and lose to the Colts? Uh, I did a lot of research for this. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right, so you're basically just asking if the Colts if the Colts and Rams play, who wins? Well, first, um, do you believe in the Frank Gore curse? No. I don't know. I don't know. Come on, man. Sure. Believe in something. Okay. <laughs> Um, I'm going to say that, oh, it's gross. I don't want to envision a Colts Rams Super Bowl. Um, that'd be excellent. If I did, I, I, I who, who would, Colts, how, I, let me rephrase. Who would win tomorrow? Colts, win? Colts versus Rams. Who would win tomorrow? Yeah. Uh, Colts would win tomorrow. Okay. Thank you. Um, where does Trevor Lawrence play next year? The Jacksonville Jaguars. You don't, oh, he could stay another year. Clemson. Okay, well, yeah, if he's then Clemson, <laughs> I mean, if that's an option, but I you don't think know. he stays? I think he's gone. I no, he's I, th gone. I think he's gone because he wants to get paid, even if it's by the Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, Jags, and time two. two minutes exactly. Yeah. Maybe next year, Every Jets. Week. The the sad thing is, the Jets pretty much just guaranteed that Justin Fields, even if they draft him, which I don't think they're going to draft a quarterback if they're not the number one pick. Mm -hmm. I think that they would only do that if Trevor Lawrence was on avail available. I think that they're going to stick with Darnold because that's probably the smart thing to do. Mm -hmm. But yeah, yeah, I I think that's probably right. But you know, then of course you you just drop the that's the smart thing to do about the Jets. It depends if Gase is involved. Yeah, oh, it all depends on if Gase is involved. If Gase is involved, they should just burn the team down and you know we'll, we'll make a london team and they'll just forget the jets ever existed if they don't fire gates well, after this season they yeah, don't deserve don't to ever win again not good i think they're who's their their uh i think their owner is named woody johnson i think that's what it was yeah mm -hmm. yeah yeah that sounds right um all right okay that will that's gonna do it so like i said there's some some exciting news third and forever has joined the Ten Thousand takes network we are now going to be seeing it if you're new to the pod uh first time listener thank you guys so much for listening uh to another episode of the third and forever football podcast this has been our week 15 recap and week 16 preview you can go to their website 
10 K 10 K takes or MN.com and find them on Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and Instagram. If you just search 10 K takes, you can also find the pod, um, in our social at third underscore forever 10 K on Twitter. We're now on Twitter, which you'll see, I'm sure more of, uh, I've been your host, Adam Oz, joined as always by my co-host, Kevin Holm. Kevin, send us home. Twas the night before football, and all through the dome, all the Vikings players wanted to go home. Merry Christmas.